The book of Acts chapter 20, that is where we are going to study tonight. Acts chapter 20, and I'm going to start reading from verses 25. Acts chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. I read, And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Verse 26, Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. I have not shown to declare unto you, the, unto you the counsel of God. Take it therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to fill the flock, to fill the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I, alright, which is as possessed with his own blood. Uh, tonight I want to talk about the issue of general overseer according to the word of God. What does the Bible say about general overseer? You know, almost every pastor today, they want to be a general overseer. They want to control churches just like we have them in our mainstream churches in Nigeria. Just like if someone has two churches, he will call himself general overseers. And we want to look at what the Bible actually teaches on that subject on the general overseer. If someone calls himself a general overseer, is it right according to the Bible for a pastor to call himself general overseer of churches? And the Bible is going to be the one to answer us so that we will know what we need to believe on this issue. Father, we thank you so much tonight. Thank you for the opportunity for us to uh, go through your word. We know that your word is pure and perfect. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that we open our eyes of understanding and that we help us so that we can believe your word and to put it into practice so that it will help us to grow and to be strengthened in our inner man. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, who is he talking? When you look at this passage in the scripture, the thing that you are going to ask yourself is, who is he talking to in this passage? We understand by the content of this passage, we see Apostle Paul. He was traveling down to Jerusalem, and he had to stop by Ephesus. And when he got to Ephesus, you know that he spent so many times in Ephesus, and there was a church started at Ephesus. Well, later, Timothy was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Now, when he got at Ephesus, the Bible tells us that he called the elders of the church at Ephesus together, which are also referred to as pastors. He called them together and he started telling them things that is going to happen to them. And he said to them in verse 25, he says, some of you, as you have seen me today, you will not see my face no more. You will never see me again. Probably Paul was thinking about, you know, I'm going to die based on the fact that there are some people waiting for me, ready to get me bound because I preach the truth of the word of God. Now, when he got to them and he told them that, listen, I want you to understand this. Look at verse 26. He said, wherefore, because of this, because you will not see my face no more, I want you to understand that I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. He said, I'm taking you to account. I want you to understand that I am pure from the blood of all men. So God wants, I mean, the Apostle Paul wants the believers to understand that, listen, I want you to 
take this to record today that I have nothing against any of you because I have not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. The doctrine say, I have explained everything to you from house to house. I have preached the word of God. You know as surely that I have preached the Bible unto you. And I'm pure from the blood. You can't accuse me or you can't hold me responsible for anything that happened to you. I'm pure from the blood of all men. Even though many of you, you may not believe what I've been preaching unto you. But I know within myself, I have done what God asked me to do. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not, I've not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Look at verse 28. The Bible says, And take heed therefore unto yourselves. Now, when you look at the word take heed, almost is, it is mentioned every time in the Bible. When you read the I mean, epistle of Apostle Paul, several times in the Bible, we tell I mean, the followers, especially in the book of 1 Timothy, he told Timothy, say, take heed unto thyself. Now, he said, he was telling the elders that I want you to take heed unto yourself. I want you to be very careful. And that is one of the things we, the pastors, we need to be very careful. We need to take it unto ourselves. We should not overwork the ministry and we neglect some basic things that we are supposed to do. Our work with God, our time, our devotion, we should not neglect that in the business of caring for most people. So take it unto thyself and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer. So God is the one who put pastors in charge of a local church? Amen. It is not man. That is why I hate the idea of pastors of men putting pastors in charge. It is God's job to put a pastor. It is God's job to appoint a leader over a local church. It is not a job of the man. When you look at what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 14, when Apostle Paul and Barnabas, when they wanted to set on the journey of their missionary work, the Bible said, the only God said, separate me and Barnabas for the work that I have called them. I believe strongly with all my heart that God works in the heart of men and he gives them a burning desire for them, I mean for them to do a specific work for him. Nobody, no pastors should force a believer or a, a young man to do what he does not want to do. He must be convinced in his heart. Now, every one of us, when we make a decision, is our personal conviction. Now, you can't blame anyone for decisions that you make. You are responsible to God. That is why I say, God is the one that made you overseer. I'm not responsible. I'm not the one putting you in charge of this church. I'm not the one who is... I mean, it's who is who, whom you are going to be responsible to. You are going to be responsible to God for everything that is happening in this local church. Now, a lot of people we look at this passage of the scripture and say, "Yeah," but the Bible says, "Gener," I mean, made you an overseer. Now, if they have overseers in the church, there must be a general overseers. Now, there is no single verse in the Bible where Apostle Paul mentioned himself as the general overseer of the church. Amen? There is not a single verse in the word of God where Apostle Paul said, I am the general overseer of the church. He said, only God has made you an overseer. So every pastor of the church is the general overseer of his own church. Amen? There is no external pastor outside that is a general overseer. And look at what the Bible says. Say, which he has purchased with his blood. Now, do you know that the building is not the church? Amen? Right. This building is not the church. 
individual person, every one of us here, we are the church. Because the Bible says he has purchased with his blood. God did not die for this building. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the Bible tells us here that which he has purchased with his blood. Take your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. We are just laying the ground foundation of what the Bible says about a general overseers. You almost hear everyone in the news or on the radio station, oh, I'm the general overseer of this so-and-so church. Is it right for a pastor to call himself a general overseer of churches? Now, the Bible tells us here in this passage that he purchased the church, the church of God, with his blood. Look at what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Look at what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. Are we all there? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says, Oh, verse 7, sorry. Verse 7, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption, true is what? Blood. So the Bible tells us that we have redemption through his blood. The Bible tells us that the forgiveness of sin is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we need to understand the price that the church was purchased of. It wasn't a cheap price, a cheaper price, but it was the price that comes from the blood of Jesus Christ. So, as the church is concerned, we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that tells us that we are not accountable, or we not, I mean, we are not worship man, but we are to worship God who created us, who purchased us, who saved us with his blood. The Bible tells us that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So the Bible tells us that we are created in Christ Jesus. No, Christ made us special. No, Christ made us who we are. So the Bible wants all of us to understand that we are purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. I mean verse 14. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. I want us to see the same reference in this passage, the same repetition. You know, sometimes people do not get it one time. So just to make the same reference over and over again, so that if you miss the first time, you can come back and say, yeah, the Bible also said this the second time. Now look at what the Bible says, Colossians chapter 1, verse 14. The Bible says here, in whom we have what? Redemption. True is what? Blood. The forgiveness. Even the forgiveness of our sins. So, the Bible is telling us that how do we have the forgiveness of our sins? How? How do we have forgiveness of sins? In that passage of scripture, true is blood. Now, it is not because of what you do. Amen? You know, sometimes people think because you confess your sin, then you have the forgiveness of sin. No, it is through the blood of Jesus Christ. That we have forgiveness of sin. And that is why I've always believed that, you know, God does not even take you serious when you ask God for forgiveness if you are not in Christ. Amen? God will not take your forgiveness. And if you are asking God to forgive you when you are not in Christ, he does not even count it. Only believers, only children of God can ask God for forgiveness of sin and they will be forgiven. 
Unbelievers cannot ask God, oh, I've lied today, I'm sorry for what I've done. No, only the believers. So we need to understand that we have been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, because we have been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, we are responsible. And the pastor of each church is the overseer of the church of God. The pastor of each church is the overseer of of his own church, not other churches. Why Jesus Christ is the general overseer and the chief shepherd. Amen? Amen? I mean, Jesus Christ is the general overseer of every church. You know, we are under the authority of Christ. Man is not the general overseer of churches. Only Jesus Christ is the general overseer of churches. And that is why we have so many wicked things done in the name of churches today. When pastors of a local church, they are not responsible to Jesus Christ anymore. They are responsible to man. That is why they fear man. Oh, they fear what our Jeho will say. It is not about Christ anymore. It's about our Jeho. It's about our F-O. So it is high time we believers, we need to understand that, listen, only one person that a pastor should be accountable to, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen? Because only Jesus Christ we are going to give account to. And listen, I want you to understand tonight, everything that you do as believers, you are not responsible to me, you are responsible to God. You are responsible to God. As a shepherd, what my job is to feed you. Amen? You are not to worship me. I'm, I'm not worthy of any worship. You are not to serve me. You are to worship only one person, and that is Jesus Christ. And that is only one person that you are accountable to. Now, if a, a lot of churches today, let me be honest with you, a lot of churches today, they have turned their pastor to God. What is so new as alone? People worship pastors. Oh, Woli, Wodiada, Woli, Kekere, Woli, Nila. That is what people do in our churches today. We do not see God anymore in our churches. All what we are looking for, how can I please my pastor? How can I please my pastor? And that is why our churches are going way down and down and down and down. You know what Jesus Christ said? And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The reason why men are not drawn unto Christ, because we are lifting men up, we are not lifting Jesus up. Let me share some thoughts with you this morning. I mean, this evening. When it comes to the general overseer of churches, number one thing I want you to understand is, I can only watch the flock under my care and watch. Now, when it comes to the issue of people calling themselves general overseer, general overseer must be at the church where they are watching. But for a person to be an overseer of churches, okay, he has to be in every church. But since that you cannot be in every church, how can, I, how can you watch over the church? So one thing is, I can only watch over the church that I'm, I mean, that I'm in. I cannot watch over another church. For example now, when you are in Abuja, and I'm in, I'm in Akure, how in the world do you get to watch over my flock? An overseer must watch over the flock of God that is in his locality. So the issue of general overseer, people, pastors calling themselves general overseer, it is foreign to the Bible. It is strange to the word of God. It is not in the word of God. It is man-made titles. It is man-made titles. It is titles that men are giving themselves, say, oh, yeah, I'm the general overseer. And that has many people, they blaspheme the name of Christ 
because of this. And number two, I can only feed the people that I know and not the people I do not know. Now, the Bible says, a person and overseer must watch over the flock. Now, for example, now my pastor in Ogumosho, he does not watch over you. And it's not a general overseer here. I am the overseer here. Because I'm the one watching over you. Now, a, an overseer must be the one to feed the flock of God. My pastor in Ogumosho, he cannot feed it's not the one feeding you with the word of God. I'm the one feeding you with the word of God. So I'm doing my job and my responsibility as an overseer. Now, a lot of churches today, for example, we have uh, like example, we give an example of churches that have general overseer, like Redeem as an example. They have general overseer, which is Adeboye. Now, listen, Adeboye does not watch over this church. There is a pastor over this church who is the overseer. And this man over here is not responsible to Adeboye. He's responsible to God for everything that happens in this church. And that is why, Christian, we need to come to the point that are we going to believe the Bible or we are going to believe what man is doing? In It is high time we come back to the Bible way of how things needs to be done. How things need to be done. So I can only feed the flock I know and not the people I do not know. What do they need? Adeboye does not know what these people need. For example, my pastor does not know what you need. I know what you need. My pastor does not watch over you. I watch over you. How can he be overseer over this church when he does not know you, when he does not know what you need? Amen? So I'm telling you tonight that a general overseer issue is falling to the Bible because an overseer must be the one to watch over the people and overseer must be the one to feed the people. Now, if you are a general overseer, that means you must be feeding all the people which is falling to the word of God. You do not own any church, pastor, but you are just a steward that will give accounts to God. So no pastor... Should not own a church. The pastor is not the owner of the church. Someone was asking me this morning when we finished the service. And he said, wow, pastor, you have done well in this church. I said, well, glory to God. And he said, "Uh, I know this is your church. I said, no, this is not my church. And he said, why did you say that? I said, no, this is not my church. I said, no, tomorrow I can leave here. And someone else will continue preaching the, the Bible. Amen? This is not my church. He said, what about everything that you've done here? I said, what? Everything that I have done or what he has done? It is not about me. Now, the man was surprised that upon all the investment here in this church, I will leave and go to another place. I said, listen, God's will is better than my way. No, if God wants me to leave, I leave. I go to another place. And someone else will continue the work. And that is how it's going to be because no one owns the church. I'm not the owner of this church. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that is why the church of God has to continue. So the issue of general oversight, I believe strongly with all my heart, it is sinful in the eyes of God. Number one, the reason why I, I believe that it is sinful, number one, church members respect the Jews more than their pastors. A church member, you go to the churches that are being run by Jews. Church members, they respect what Jews says than what the pastors say. They believe the words of the GOO. Once the GO said, that is the final answer. Irregardless of what their pastor said, no, pastor, you are wrong. Our GO is the right one. Does GO know those, those congregations? No. He doesn't even know them. Those GOs that we have, 
He doesn't even know them. But people respect the geos. One fearful general overseer, the man that is laboring for them. So I believe the sin of general overseer. Church member put more respect. They respect the geos more than the pastor. You know, the pastor, he prays for you, he visits you, he cancels you, he knows you more than your supposed geos that, that you are honoring more than your pastors. So every one of us will want to understand that in our church at Fellowship Baptist Church, we do not have any general overseer. Amen? Amen. There is no general overseer. And Jesus Christ is our general overseer. And listen now, I'm not pointing you to me. I'm pointing you to Christ. Listen, every one of us, we need to understand our responsibility. Your responsibility is not to me, it's to Christ. For Christianity, so everything that you do, we need to do it for the glory of God. Look at what the Bible says here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Take your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. The way we need to treat our pastor instead of those general overseers. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Look at verses 12 to 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 to 13. Now the Bible says, we beseech you. Now the word beseech you means, I mean to, I mean to, I mean to beg. Say, I'm beseeching you. I'm begging you. Um, I mean, um, I mean, I'm seeking you to, I mean, to understand this. I'm just to beseech me to beg. I beseech you, we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you. And now we have some people that are laboring in the church of God, that are serving in the church of God and are over you, which means they are overseer. That God has put in them as an overseer, as an elder in the church, as a pastor in the church. I want you to recognize them over you in the Lord and admonish you. Now, the pastor is the one doing the admonition. The pastor is the one doing, I mean, he's the one that God has put in charge. The pastor is the one that is laboring in the church as Thessalonica. And look at what the Bible says in verse 13. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourself. So God is telling the believers at Thessalonica that, listen, there is a pastor that is among you. He wasn't talking about Geo. He wasn't even referring to himself. Amen? He said, there is a man among you. There is someone among you. There are people among you. Apostle Paul was not even referring to himself. Listen, I'm your general overseer. You you have to worship me. He recognized the labor. The labor, the sacrifice of people at the church at Thessalonica. So listen, I want to give honor to the man. I want to give honor to those people that are laboring among you. Respect them, esteem them, prize them up, honor them for the very work's sake. I know what he said at last, and be at peace at yourself. I love Apostle Paul, you know why? He does not bring people to himself. He always wants people to understand that there's, there are people among you that are serving. There are people among you that are pastoring. And I want you to respect them. All these letters he wrote to them, he was not, I mean, he was not taking authority over those pastors. But he was helping those pastors. He was helping those church members to understand that, listen, there is someone among you that is doing a job. And you need to respect the person that is doing the job. So we need to take and respect the man of God that God has put over the church over the geos. Amen? Listen, God is not going to be happy if you respect the geos more than your pastor. If you, I mean, if you honor the words of the geo more than your pastor, your, the geos does not know you, your pastor. 
knows you. He knows what you are going through. So God wants us to understand that it is sinful for a pastor to call himself Geo. I believe strongly with all my heart because it is, I have seen a lot of wickedness being done. Number two, the reason why I believe it is sinful is the evil of undermining the pastoral authorities to carry Geo's will. The sinfulness, the evil of undermining pastoral authorities to carry out the Geo's will. In a, geo, in a general overseer run denomination, the pastor is just a property. That is what I say. Pastor is just a robot. You know robot? Shame on robot. Uh, like something that they, they will tell them, this is what you do. They say, move. You will move. Sit. You will sit. Stand. You will stand. Don't talk. You will not talk. That is how pastors are in most of these general oversight run churches. They don't have any say. Let me, let me be honest with you. These pastors, they will be hungry and they will still send money to their headquarter. Listen up, Christian. It is high time we understand what the Bible says. There is so much evil done in the name of general overseer-run churches. Or shopping authority over the past, undermine the pastoral authorities. And he has no say. The order, every order is from above. Our daddy says this. That is what they will do. The pastors does not, I mean, the pastors do not have any say over the church. Their geos always have a say over the church. And that is why if you find yourself in a, in a place when it's being run, when a geo is the one running the church, you need to understand that you've entered one chance. It is high time for you to understand that, listen, this is not how things need to be done according to the word of God. You know, they can't just decide as the Lord leads them, the church materials, and many more. The autonomy of the local church does not function or exist in a church that's been run by Jews. For example, now our church is autonomous. You know, the, you know what that means? We are self-exist. I mean, we, we, we operate ourselves. We decide everything in our church. No one is controlling our church outside. We do not have any geo that is controlling this church. Amen? Everything is as instructed from the Lord. As the Lord leads me as the pastor, we go the direction that the Lord wants us to go. But when you find yourself in a place that is being run, in a church that is being run by General Vashir, the pastor does not have any say. Everything that they tell him to do, that is what he's going to do. So we need to understand the issue of undermining the pastoral authority, which is God is not happy about that. If God wants you to honor the, I mean, to honor the man of God that is among you, he does not want you to undermine his authority at all. So the autonomy of a local church should function in a, in a church. And that is what the Bible teaches. And number three, the sin of General Vassar is not biblical. The Bible says every church in the Bible is autonomous and free from outside interference of others. You know, Christ the boss, the General Vassar of all churches, taking, when we take Christ out of that position... We are worshiping man. And anybody in the place of Christ is an idol. God is anyone that puts, I mean, anyone that puts himself over him. So it's a sin of idolatry if you are putting yourself in the place of God and you are deciding. I have seen a lot of testimony of these churches that are being run by General Vassier that a pastor will go hungry and they will still gather on Sunday and see some money to headquarters. I mean, trust me, I've seen that. The pastor will not have food to eat at home. 
And they will still take offering in the church and they will still send it to headquarters. Why the pastor and his family, they are hungry. Because they have percentage that they have to give. The money does not stay in the local church. The money does not stay in their locality. And that is why they don't decide what they want to do. And that is why all these pastors, they are riding jets, they are riding, they are flying jets, because poor members of the church, they are giving, they are sacrificing, and they are not even taking care of their pastors. They are not taking care of their pastors. Because everything is all about one man starting a business organization, calling in the church, and he's enriching himself and his family. So we want you to understand what is out there. So that it will not be strange to you. You know, a lot of things are so strange to so many Christians today. Oh, it is not done in the Bible. It's not biblical. Every church in the Bible is autonomous without any outside interference because Christ is the head of the church. Look at what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 8. 18, sorry. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. We, I mean, the pastor, we are just an overseer. God put us in charge of the church. We are just an overseer. But there is a head. Someone is the head of the church. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Are we up there? Colossians 1 18. And he is the head of the body. What? The church. Amen? Amen. Who is the head? Christ. Christ is the head. So who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. He might have control in all things. He does not share his glory with anyone. I mean, God does not share his glory with anyone. And is not happy when a pastor or general overseer is getting all the glory that he deserves. So we need to understand it is not Bible, it is not according to the word of God. And number four. The sin of general overseer, number four, is a sin of comparison. You know that church members begin to compare their pastor to their general overseer. That is what happens. Oh, our general overseer will not do this. Our general overseer will not do this. Oh, this is not how our general overseer will do it. They begin to compare their pastor with the general overseer of the church. Oh, G.O. will not do this this way. Listen, I want you to understand this Christian. That it is high time we stand upon the word of God and refuse or refute the idea of a church being run by a general overseer. And you see this general overseer comparing themselves to themselves. And the Bible says those that are comparing themselves with themselves, they are not wise. You know, in the church, why would you be comparing your pastor with a general overseer? Even in the churches where we have, oh, I mean, senior pastor and a senior pastor is, I mean, I mean, Senior pastor is not there, and they have another pastor say, oh, our pastor will not do that. But it's so much sinful, it's so much common among this general overseer. I went to a store one day, and I know this family, they attend Redeemed Church. And they were just talking about their pastors. Ah, the way our pastor is doing things, Baba Deboye will never do that. The way that our pastor is doing things, doing things are in the, how, we will vote against him, with, I mean, we will take him out. We will request, we tell about, to bring someone else for us. It's a sin of comparing. Comparing pastor with pastor is not wise. So we shouldn't compare as believers. Look at what the Bible says. Take your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 
Second Corinthians chapter 10. Listen, we need to open our Bible. This is Bible study, okay? Second Corinthians chapter 10. Look at verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. This is, I know, I believe strongly with all my heart that everything in the Bible is not by mistakes. Yes. I mean, everything in the Bible has a special time and places that is going to be fulfilled in everyone's life. So don't think, oh, this passage of the scripture is not for me. Now, if it's not for you now, it will be your turn when you will realize that you need this passage of the scripture. Look at what the Bible says here. This was written many years ago. Many years ago. And it's, and it's still happening today in churches. The Bible says here, For we dare not make ourselves of what? Number. So God is saying, don't make yourself all about numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves, comparing themselves among themselves, they are not what? Wise. Now, the Bible tells us that if you are comparing yourself with yourself, you are not wise. And that is why it is so common, let me be honest with you, it is so common among ladies. They compare themselves with themselves. Oh, and my husband did it for me. Can your husband do that for you? We also say, oh yeah, my husband bought this for me. And comparison, which is taking over the church of God. Now, let me be honest with you. We are not comparing with any church in Ileri. Amen? Amen? Our church is not, comp- I mean, is not in competition with any church here. And we are not comparing our church. We are just doing what we bring glory to the name of God. Amen. So I want you to understand that. So we are not here for numbers. We are here to build people. We are here to build you up. We are here to mature you so that you can see a need for you to do what is right in the eyes of God. Now, comparison breeds competition among pastors. It breeds competition. When you are comparing yourself, there will be competition among one another. So comparison also breeds jealousy. And that is why a lot of people, to the listener, a lot of people, they are breaking out from all these churches. You know what? Because of comparison. They're breaking out. Oh, I also want to be a general overseer of my own. You just ask. Most of these churches that have been started, it is either they came out of Redeem, uh, Winner's Chapel, uh, other churches with a general overseer, and they also want to be their own general overseer. They are competing with one another. Comparison will breed competition. And people who started competing, it is not about God anymore. It's about numbers. It's about how can I beat my competitor? That is what they have turned on to, I mean, church to be today. It is not about God. It's not about bringing glory to God. It's about how can I beat that man? I want to compete with him. I want to beat him. He has two churches. I want to have three churches. Or the other one, you have three churches. I want to have how many churches? Four churches. Oh, you have four churches. I want to have how many? Well, five churches. And that is why competition just going on. Listen, we are not here for competition. And that is why these churches is all about competition and competition and competition. God is in heaven, weeping what our churches have become today. You know, denominational churches are the most popular run churches in Nigeria. Most popular churches in Nigeria, especially the geo run churches. They want to have it everywhere. Now, if the Lord bless our church and we send Daddy, son, I mean, Daddy Mercy. And we send that message to go and start a church at Ijare. Okay, that message, are you happy? <laughs> so we send that message to go to Ijare, go and start a church. 
And Daddy Mercy goes to Ijare to start a church. Our church is not going to take any penny from every offering that they are taking. We don't take it. That is, it. That is, he is the one that God has put in charge of church in Ijare. And he's not coming here to worship me. He can't come here and be worshipping me. You are not to worship me. If you start a church in Ijare, we, you don't bring your money, your offering to church here in Akure. You don't bring your money here. Your money stays in your church. Amen? And you are not responsible to me. You are responsible to the people that you are leading. The people that you are passing, the people that you are feeding. That is how a church should be run. And that is how it is in the word of God. A local church begets a local church until that local church is sufficient enough to take care of themselves and they become autonomous, self-run churches. And lastly, geo-run churches cause the sin of muzzling the house. You know, there are most people that are workers that are the one that are the pastor, local pastors. I know how much they are getting change. And that is why most of these pastors, they have to work extra job. They have to work extra job to take care of their, of their family because they are not being well paid. All the money they take at the church, they give to the churches. You know, you know the people that are taking those offerings? The people that are sitting in the offices. Those are the ones that are taking the money. But the people that are sweating, they are not taking anything. Let's start an example as we send our daddy mercy, Mr. Desola, we send him to Ijare to start a church. And they planted a church, and the church is growing, even bigger than our church. You know, and we are demanding. You have to be giving us how much? 25% of what you are making. 25% of your church offering to our church. No, 25% is too small. 50%. 50% of, our, of your offering, you bring it to our church here. You know what will happen later on? When your church outgrows our church, you know what we do? I want to start my own ministry. It will breed rebellion. So God is saying that we should not moss the us that tread upon the corn. The laborer is worthy, I mean, the laborer is worthy of our wages. So if a person is called to be a pastor of the church, the church should take care of that pastor. That is how it's supposed to be. It is not a responsibility of churches outside to be taking care of their pastor. The church should take care of their pastor. And if the church is not able to take care of their pastor, if the pastor can find a job to do until the church can take care of him, it is possible. But I'm saying that all these general run churches, the pastors are the ones making the money. They are the ones flying jets. They are the ones riding nice cars while the pastors are sweating on the mission field. Many of them, their wives and their children, they go hungry. Many of them, they have started begging. Have you ever seen pastors looking up to... That is why a lot of these churches, pastors cannot preach what God wants him to preach. Because he has to look up to the church member to take care of him. Or if he preach something that is against the geo, his house, they will take him to village. Where he has nothing to... Where nothing to... I mean, where nothing to take care of his family. They will just take... Hey, you preach against geo. Uh, we send you to Aye. So that you go and pastor in Aye. They take him from Akure, main Akure headquarters. And if they want to punish you, they will take the pastors to Aye. You know what the pastor will do? He will quit. How in the world you've taken me from Akure headquarters in Akure and you're taking me to Aye? What do you want me to be doing? I, I want you to understand that 
God wants every one of us to understand what the Bible teaches on this subject. It is sinful. It is just as taking over the control of what the pastor has the right to do. Muslim is to prevent from doing things in a free way. Being forced to do something. So God wants us to understand that it is sinful. The pastor of the local church is responsible to take care of the church. The Bible says, take it. Apostle Paul was talking to believers. He said, take it unto thyself and to the churches and to the church of God, which the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer. God wants the pastor to feed the church. The issue of general overseer is not in the Bible. It's against the word of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity. We thank you for uh, the time that we have together to learn at your feet. Father, we pray that we help us as believers to understand the truth of the word of God and to believe the truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right.